Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad and I have with me from Boston, Father Michael Zimmerman. Uh, Father Michael, welcome to a Catholic Bites podcast. Thank you, Father Conrad. Great to be here with you. It's uh, great to have you. And you're, you are a, uh, the Assistant Vocation Director for the Archdiocese of Boston, and you teach at St. John's Seminary. You teach scripture. And so, and you're a very slow runner. So, um, uh, uh, just <laughs> You <kidding>. remember well. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, and uh, Father Michael is a track star in, 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 in his day. Um, but uh, we're not going to talk about running. We're going to talk about combat today. So, so you wanted to, to talk to us about the spiritual life and, and, and how we see in the scripture, the spiritual life as, as, a, as a certain sort of, of battle. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, it's good for us always to recall that our spiritual lives is a battle, like we are living one. And I think it goes probably deeper than most of us realize. You know, if we, if we look at the scriptures and uh, for example, in the uh, book of Exodus, right after uh, the Israelites escaped from Egypt, um, they sing praise to God and they sing, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And if that's like a title, if that's a description of who God is. And also if, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, you know, what does that say about us? You know, how are we, um, how are we, you know, made for battle, made for war in a certain sense that we are warriors at heart and fighters at heart. Um, that can be a little scary, I think, for us to, to think about. Um, you know, we, we get worried about fighting in battle, and as we should, but I think it is deeply written in us. And we see this throughout human history and culture, like war is always present. But the question is, you know, who are we fighting for and what are we fighting for? Um, and, you know, that's where we can actually turn our warlike tendencies for good. Yeah, how does, how did, how does the, that parallel kind of really... Um, come together because you when you when you think of it ostensibly you think okay well my spiritual life is you know an experience of peace an experience of centering myself of of placing myself in, in you know this peaceful like in the arms of the lord um and and it would seem like you know the 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 language of battle is is um not suited to to what we might experience in the spiritual life as yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's good for us to recognize both like our goal, our destiny is one of like peace and perfect fulfillment and joy and happiness in heaven, um, but that we are uh, pilgrims. We're in a land of exile right now, and we've kind of have to battle our way back uh, to where uh, we have to be. And so, you know, to not recognize that we are in the midst of a battle means that we're going to lose. <laughs> you know, it means we're not going to be fighting the best of our ability. So if we, you know, we can look at the world around us pretty clearly and see that there is, uh, there is violence, there are problems, there is sin. Um, and if we just stick our head in the sand and pretend it's all okay, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, we can't deny that um, the situation we're in calls uh, for us to fight. Um, to fight in a way that is good and that is holy, um, but nonetheless, we are we are called to fight. And our fight, you know, it it is different than um, than the fights of the world. Um, it, it, basically, uh, you know, the traditional you could say enemies in the spiritual life are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm -hmm. um, and how we're called to uh, fight within our own heart, you know, against the flesh, against our own passions, so that. Uh, we're truly living our true selves and have a certain level of self-mastery. Um, we see when we don't fail, when we fail to fight that, um, 
you know, we can just look to Adam, for example, standing by silently as his wife, you know, Eve takes the fruit and uh, listens to Satan. Um, if, you know, if we refuse to fight, if we refuse to recognize that we are called to fight, then we just stand by. And the same thing happens to us and our passions take control um, against the world. Um, we're called to, to witness to Christ, um, but we're also, you know, we're, we're on a rescue mission as well. Uh, we're called to save mm. those who are around us. We're like uh, Abraham in that way, or others throughout the Old Testament are called like the Goel, the Redeemer. You know, we're called to, we're on a rescue mission in that way. Or Moses, you know, interceding uh, with his hands raised, you know, during the battle being fought. We're called to intercede for those who are fighting also. Uh, so we're also fighting uh, against the world, but we're also fighting for, the, um, you know, God's people in the world. And then against uh, Satan, of course, um, you know, Jesus doesn't pull any punches saying uh, that there is a, a spiritual evil out there that that he's that he's fighting against. Yeah. So what, what would you say? What um, before we dive a little bit more into to scripture in the book of Revelation? What about like practically when someone says, OK, well, I, I acknowledge this, the you know, the spiritual life is a battle. How does how does one fight that 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 life? And how do you how do you reconcile that with our our failings, you know, if you if you fail in a battle, you're dead. You know, that's that's it. Um, but when we, you know, we so often fall in the spiritual life into into sin and into temptation. How does that fit together? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, I mean, it's a good thing our God is the master of revelation, the author of life. You know, I guess it's kind of like a video game in that regard, where you know you get infinite lives. You know, just, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you just keep coming back, and he'll you know he'll give you a new one <laughs> and restoring us. Um, but in terms of you know fighting that, uh, very recently Pope Francis and uh, his Wednesday audience was speaking about the combat of prayer, mm-hmm. and he's describing this father who's you know, whose daughter is, is dying and needs a miracle. And so he spends the whole night in prayer outside of the church, just begging for the intercession of Our Lady. And Pope Francis says, you know, it is necessary to battle in prayer to ask for grace. Mm. Yes, at times we ask for a grace we do not need, but we ask for it without truly wanting it, without fighting. But serious things are not asked for in this way. Prayer is combat and the Lord is always with us. Mm. Um, so I think... In a way, you know, for us to recognize the spiritual battle or spiritual life as a battle, like we have to take things seriously. Um, the joys are serious, the great joys as well, but also the challenges, the difficulties, the sufferings, the pains. And like, you know, if we look at throughout the Psalms, the Psalms, their liturgy, you know, the, the Jewish people would pray these Psalms in liturgy, but they're constantly about battle. They're constantly about war. And there's a total mix of uh, both giving praise to God for having brought them victory, but also constantly calling out to him saying, Lord, we need your help. We need your help. And like being earnest and begging for that. And then how do we how do we take that further then into, you know, the, the great battle book of the New Testament, of course, is the book of Revelation and, and the, the description of, of the end times. Uh, how does that affect um, this understanding of, of the spiritual life? Yeah, so the book of Revelation, as you said, is a great battle book. Uh, you know, there's you know probably a few things that are most notable about the book of Revelation when someone reads it is like, one, it's very violent. <laughs> there's a lot of violence there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of beauty as well, but there's a lot of violence. Um, and then secondly, uh, and many others have pointed this out, like uh, Scott Hahn, for example, that the book of Revelation is about liturgy. 
Yeah. It's about worship of God in heaven and kind of the relationship between the two of on a transcendent level, like what's happening in heaven, the worship of God and how that has influence of uh, the battle and the trials here on earth and the persecutions that the church endures. Um, and so as we look through the book of Revelation, we see kind of this interplay between the two of, you know, the angels and the saints worshiping God in heaven, uh, whether that's like the seven seals and the books, so they're offering incense. And then here on, you know, on earth, we see those battles being fought out. The, um, you know, just like, you know, bowls being poured out, like a ceremonial wash, washings. Um, so kind of these battles being fought, wiping out sin or, uh, again, like the burning incense. And then we have at the very end, like the the smoke rising from the pit of hell, you know, forever and ever. Um, again, it's, it's, it's maybe a little disturbing for us to imagine, but um, but there is this sense of like justice, which I think is at the root of, of fighting a lot of times of war. And our tendency for that is this desire for justice. Yeah, you know, my, one of my favorite things about the, the book of Revelation is this this understanding that, okay, those who have won the victory are those who actually shed their lives, you know, gave their lives for the mm-hmm. lamb, you know, who washed their, their robes clean in the, in the, in the blood of the lamb. And, and, and this understanding that, that true worship, um, the word worship or the, the understanding we have of worship is not just, you know, some sort of liturgical action or some sort of thing we do on Sunday, but it's an ordering of your whole life. It's a giving of your whole life to God. And that that's most perfectly done through this act of sacrifice that these victors in the great battle um the the saints who 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 died for christ um give and so it all it all kind of comes together doesn't it it's all kind of tied together uh there in the book of revelation yeah absolutely and i i think you know the place par excellence where we see this is in revelation 12 uh which is the description of you know well my name is Michael. So, you know, Michael <laughs> battling the, the dragon. I'm a huge fan of that scene. Um, so Michael and his angels against Satan and his angels. And um, if you pay attention to the context of this, it's describing um, the woman giving birth to a son. And uh, we might, there's two ways of understanding this. One is like, you know, the birth of Christ at, in Bethlehem mm-hmm. and how this is kind of like a rescue mission and being snuck into the world in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say even more accurately, it's probably a second birth. And that's like the birth of Jesus's crucifixion and his death, mm-hmm. um, because it describes uh, the woman as being in pain. You know, there's labor pains and this and uh, Christ's death. Um, and that is when he's born or dies in this way, he's given an iron scepter to rule over the nations. Um, And so, you know, we see in this way, this connection of the crucifixion. And there's lots of other parallels in John's gospel with the crucifixion scene. Um, But the, the crucifixion and this battle against Satan and like Satan being defeated and like being a limited time um, to, to wage war against uh, the other offsprings of the woman. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that's, it helps us, you know, when we recognize like that this crucifixion is a battle and that when we celebrate mass, when we celebrate the liturgy, what are we doing but representing the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary? And so that, you know, that helps us hopefully see that there's a spiritual battle being taken place and also that Christ is the victor. You know, he's the one who's won this fight. Um, he's won the battle. And, and Satan's on the retreat right now, and he's just trying to like 
you know, burnt earth tactics, take down anyone he can with them, basically. Yeah, we, he's already won the victory, and that's um, uh, the great source of our hope. And and especially when we fail, we know that okay, he he he's the one whose his grace is going to triumph. Father Michael, thank you so much for joining us at uh, Catholic Bites. Um, again, Father Michael is the uh, assistant vocation director for the Archdiocese of Boston, and he has a new project out on on YouTube. You can find it at vocationsboston.org. Um, which is, it's called Shivius, right? And um, it's a video series about helping to discern your vocation uh, to come to know what God's will is for you. And so, um, yeah, it's really well done, well produced. And so go check that out if you, if you get a chance. Unless you live in the Archdiocese of Washington, then you should go to dcpriest.org and not to vocationsboston.org. But, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Father Michael, thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And if you like this talk and you like other great to listen to other great Catholic talks, you can find us at catholicbytespodcast.org or you can go to um, uh, iTunes, to, uh, to Spotify. Uh, you can subscribe to us there. Thank you and God bless you.